Here we go. Here we go. It has been uh, a couple of weeks uh, since we have uh, been here for you at uh, six o'clock straight up on Monday evening. Uh, we are back uh, and uh, fired up, ready to go. It's great to be back in the air chair. I am your humble host, Chip Washington. Welcome to this edition of Real Talk Memphis. And, uh, you know, my, my one question before we even get started on this show is, where is the rain? Now, I know that it has been raining in certain parts of the city and in some parts of the city pretty hard from what I'm to understand. Um, I didn't get anything but noise out where I stay at. I stay in Bartlett and uh, we got the clouds. We got the, you know, the atmosphere. Things started, the wind started to blow, the whole nine yards, uh, booming thunder uh, and not a drop of rain. And so I do know that, uh, as I said, it's been raining in certain parts of the city, probably where you are uh, out there. Uh, we're at Crosstown right now, and uh, not a drop of rain all the way down here, and not a drop of rain out here. So, you know, I'm, I'm, for, for those of you who are fortunate enough to get a little water dropping on you this afternoon, cool you off, congratulations to you. Uh, not so much on this end. Nonetheless, uh, it's great to be back, and we have a, a good show for you uh, tonight. And, of course... Before we get cranked into this thing, uh, how do you get this uh, fine piece of radio broadcasting? Many, many, many ways. Of course, right now, uh, live on WYXO 91.7 FM, we are. Uh, so you can hear us there. You can also hear us on the uh, WYXR app. Uh, we are on the TuneIn app live right now. We are on Facebook live. Uh, and uh, after they post the show tomorrow, uh, you will be able to get us on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. So, uh, you know, once again, it's always good to, uh, to, to take a little bit of a break and uh, uh, just kind of recharge the batteries. Last Monday was uh, Memorial Day. Uh, and uh, so, uh, you know, we, we took some time, some downtime, but we're back and we're fired up and ready to go. We have a good show for you tonight, we think. Uh, at least we hope that you will feel that way before it's all said and done. Uh, many of you... Uh, particularly those in West Tennessee, uh, remember the tremendous tornadoes that moved through uh, the Mid-South uh, in March, uh, causing uh, extensive damage uh, to so many uh, residents out there. Well, uh, tomorrow is the last day uh, to uh, be able to get uh, benefits from FEMA. Uh, and uh, the Small Business Administration, if you need any kind of uh, uh, disaster uh, declaration relief uh, in terms of housing or, or jobs or repairs or anything like that, tomorrow is the last day for you to apply for that, uh, that, uh, that, that coverage and that help. We're going to have a couple of folks on uh, a little bit later on to talk about that. 
uh, one from FEMA and another one from the Small Business Administration. So uh, listen up. If you fall in that category and you're trying to rebuild and rebuild your life, uh, this is information you need. Uh, we are also going to talk about a, a very special seminar uh, that is going to happen uh, later on this week, Friday and Saturday. It is hosted by Brown Baptist Church. Security and safety are two words that many of us have become all too familiar with. And uh, having said that, uh, uh, Brown Baptist is hosting uh, a safety and security seminar uh, called Protecting the Flock. Uh, it will be uh, a training for not only, uh, you know, folks uh, who handle security at various uh, places of worship, but also for the general citizenry uh, as well. And we have uh, two guests uh, that will be joining us from Brown Baptist, Derek Anderson, who's the executive pastor, and a name and a face that uh, many of us are very familiar with, uh, Tony Armstrong, who's the former uh, police director here in the city of Memphis. Uh, he now heads security for St. Jude Children's Hospital. And uh, a little bit later on in the broadcast, we're going to be talking to a man uh, who is a diehard community activist, particularly in the Mound, Orange Mound area uh, of town. He uh, has his own uh, nonprofit organization called Stop the Killing, Cut the Beef. Uh, and uh, he is going to join us to talk a little bit uh, about uh, his concerns for our young people and our safety in the streets, and talk about a mural uh, that was dedicated uh, to victims of crime in Orange Mound uh, that happened last week. So yeah, a lot of good information. We're very happy to have you with us uh, on uh, this uh, Monday evening. And you know, as we always do this time of the broadcast, we talk about uh, something special for you, which means uh, your birthdays or your anniversaries or your special occasions. We like to shout you out. Birthdays come around once a year, and if you made another trip around the sun, you're feeling good about yourself, and you're feeling good about that, right? Well, we feel good for you. So we uh, shout you out and make you feel special, the special person you are. But I can't do any of that until I say, hit it, Brent. I'm complaining about headphones because these are not the headphones I normally use. But in any event, Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday going out to the following. Brittany Clemens celebrating her birthday today. Happy birthday to Tammy Manning. Tammy Manning celebrating today as is Benjamin Watson. Deborah Gray Moore celebrating her birthday today. Shannon Jones, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Jeffrey Powell, to Mike Smith, to Jay Michelle. Uh, Wanda Boyce celebrating today as is Roby Williams. And because uh, I was gonna, I was just getting ready to ask if, uh, if Lola was going to saunter up to the mic with her birthdays for today, Lola. Yes, I just have one. A very, very happy birthday to my bestie, Corey Hollywood. Happy birthday, Corey. Corey Hollywood in the house. Happy birthday, Corey. And uh, listen, for each and every one of you out there, whether it was uh, yesterday or the weekend, uh, today or this week, a very, very happy birthday to you. Congratulations on your trip around the sun. And we hope to be here next year to celebrate your next trip around the sun. Thank you, Brian. And I guess this is probably a, the, 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 the good, as good a place as any to, to make this. Well, no, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. I, I have a special announcement to make here in a minute, but, but I, I'll wait on that in a second. So let's get to some news and notes. 
So, you know, we have been wondering and waiting and watching and trying to figure out when, uh, in God's name, we are going to get a new superintendent of education uh, for our children. Well, the, um, uh, the school board has uh, made the announcement that there will be no new superintendent selected by the time school starts uh, in August. Uh, no doubt trying to figure out exactly how to do this. Uh, you know, who, who, who's going to be eligible, who they're going to interview, who they're going to talk to, and the whole nine yards. Uh, this is, I've said it for a while now, it's a mess. It's absolutely a mess. And, uh, and, and clearly there's, there's, there's not a lot of organization there. Uh, they're going to have another meeting to talk about when they're going to have another meeting. Uh, they're going to talk about the uh, contract of the current interim superintendent, who's Tony Williams. Uh, whether they're going to extend that contract, whether they're going to remove her from the position or what. Uh, but uh, all you need to know for right now is that there will be no superintendent uh, in place when the school system starts, the school year starts uh, in uh, the first week of August. So let's uh, shift the gears and talk about the upcoming mayor's race. And I don't really know how much attention is being paid to this right now, to be honest with you. I don't know, you know how many people are really focused on this. But uh, there have been uh, a couple of polls taken recently. And, uh, you know, as of right now, uh, it looks as if former Mayor Willie Harrington uh, is leading a, a wide open pack of individuals right now. He is uh, the preference so far, uh, followed closely by uh, Van Turner and Sheriff Floyd Bonner. Uh, and uh, of course, uh, in, in fourth place, and moving up rather quickly is Paul Young, by the way, uh, you know, who works for the uh, Downtown Memphis Commission. Uh, everybody else is kind of far back in the pack. Now, uh, the election is not until October 3rd, all right? But at some particular point in time, uh, you know, at once the, uh, the filing period is done and everybody who's serious about this is in the race, uh, you know, maybe you'll start to focus in uh, on this. All of the city council seats are up for uh, election, some for re-election. There will be four brand new city council members uh, because the other ones are out because of term limitations. So, uh, yeah, what do you think about that? Former Mayor Willie Harrington is the man. He is uh, he's the guy on top right now. He's 82, 83 years old. Uh, it clearly should not surprise anybody that the focus uh, most of everybody's attention is crime. Uh, so they feel like, you know, maybe he, as a former mayor, uh, can come up with uh, some solutions uh, to this particularly uh, delicate issue. So we shall keep an eye on it, and we shall see. Uh, a couple of three weeks ago, uh, there was a tragic shooting uh, in a, a certain part of town here uh, that... Uh, that really affected the community in, 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 a, in a great way. Many people called him the, the watermelon man. His name was Red, the watermelon man. He sold, he was a street vendor. He sold watermelons uh, in this city for 30 years, three decades. Uh, and uh, there was an attempted robbery. Uh, two individuals uh, drove up on him while he was doing his thing, uh, shot him uh, in the stomach. Uh, he fired a shot uh, at the suspects but did not hit them. Well, he succumbed to his injuries. Uh, you know, he died, and they had his funeral over the weekend. The suspect who has been arrested in this case is 15 years old. Now, I have to pause when I say that because, you know, we've been talking about this and talking about this for quite a while. 
He is 15 years old. He has been publicly identified, which tells me that uh, uh, the criminal justice system is looking to make an example perhaps out of him because juveniles do not get named uh, in, in, in most particular crimes at all. But the fact that he was identified by name uh, tells me that it won't be long before he will be remanded to uh, adult court. We'll watch it and keep an eye on it. Meantime, uh, another 15-year-old boy was charged and arrested with reckless homicide uh, after killing a man last Thursday near the Alsey uh, and Ball area of town. So uh, the madness uh, continues uh, in our city. And the tragedy of all of this is that, uh, once again, we're talking about uh, children, uh, juveniles, adolescents uh, in their teens. This is the summer. Uh, kids are out of school. Many of them don't have a lot to do, uh, you know, but cause trouble and mischief. There are 13, 14, 15-year-old kids walking down the street in certain parts of town carrying AR-15 assault weapons. Now, if somebody smarter than me can tell me why that is and, 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 and what that's all about, I'm willing to listen. But uh, we have a crisis and an epidemic in our city, and uh, I pray for each and every one of you safety each and every day and each and every night. Finally, um, John Morant. You remember what happened with him uh, once again, uh, been seen on video holding a gun. Uh, well, the... Uh, the uh, NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, uh, has come up with uh, a decision as to what his punishment is going to be. But he's going to hold on to that decision until after the NBA finals are over. Uh, he doesn't want to distract away from that. Uh, so now everybody's starting to figure out, trying to figure out what his punishment is going to be, how severe it's going to be. If you listen to the basketball pundits, they all say, well, this, is, this looks like this could be, you know, a long time off. You know, it could be... 15 games, could be 20 games, could be more than that. We're not going to speculate. We're going to wait, and we're going to find out. Now, before we go to commercial break, I just got some news a few minutes ago uh, that really makes me very, very happy. Uh, our own Lola, the voice you just heard a few minutes ago, uh, is, uh, is going to uh, have a show here on WYXR. Nicole already has one, uh, Planet Chrome, on Friday nights, uh, and... Uh, Lola said that this afternoon, now the guy that used to be on before us, Jim, did a, did a jazz show. He's moving to another shift. Well, guess who's taking that shift from five to six and preceding the great Real Talk Memphis? It's Lola, ladies and gentlemen. So when you, uh, you know, hit her up on social media and, and say congratulations. And what did you say the name of the show might be? She says that the name of the show, her show, will be, might be Level Lola. So I don't know quite what that means, but 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 anyway, I'm very, very proud and uh, very happy for her. And so you guys support her. And I think it'll start next week. Am I correct in that? Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> we'll keep listening, but but you'll, you'll find out. But anyway, congratulations to you, Lola. Let's take our first break. And when we come back, let's kick this show off. What do you say? This is the Monday edition, the only edition of Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. You know who you are. Quick break. Right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest? 
or have a guest idea, then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. WYXR is supported by Minglewood Hall, hosting reggae musician Steel Pulse on June 8th and Stephen Marley on July 18th. More information at MinglewoodHallMemphis.com. At WYXR, we are committed to uplifting local organizations and businesses who are making an impact in Memphis. If you are looking for ways to spread the word about your business on air and want to support WYXR at the same time, email us at sponsorships at wyxr.org. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There's something yes, new to sip on this spring from WYXR and Crosstown Brewing Company. Nah, I ain't talking about scissor. I'm talking about a beer with big flavor. And every bit of it you put in your mug helps our mission to provide the realest music, talk, events, and more for Memphis music culture and community. It's called Clear Smoke. Yeah, that's what I'm sipping on. Sipping on. What about you? Crosstown Brewing Company supports WYXR with initiatives and collaborations like Clear Smoke to increase the impact and influence of Memphis creatives across the globe. Find more information about this limited edition brew online at crosstownbeer.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. Welcome back. Welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this uh, cloudy Monday evening, but warm in the city. Chip with you and uh, very happy to have our first guest. We talked about this. Safety and security are two issues uh, that are on the top of minds for all of us. And of course, uh, when you think about situations like that, one of the things that you don't necessarily think about, uh, one of the locations, uh, but many folks are aware of are our are churches. Uh, and, and I see he's in, it looks like. Uh, but um, Okay, uh, but uh, there's going to be a special seminar that is happening at the end of this week, uh, hosted by Brown uh, Baptist Church uh, in South Haven, uh, and uh, it is uh, simply called Protecting the Flock. Uh, and they're going to uh, provide some information and some training uh, in reference to how important this is. And because of that, uh, we're very happy to have uh, our guest, uh, Derek Anderson. Derek is the executive pastor uh, at Brown Baptist Church, and he joins us now. And Derek, it's good to see you. It's been a while. Uh, yes. Welcome to Real Talk, man. It's good to see you tonight. Likewise, good to be here. Definitely appreciate uh, the time to be on with you tonight. Well, listen, uh, you know, we're talking about safety and we're talking about security. Uh, and and uh, we know that you've hosted this conference before, but it's been a bit. We've had COVID and some other distractions and things like right. that. But, uh, you know, obviously the need for a conference or a seminar like this is great, given uh, the circumstances uh, uh, that surround us uh, on a uh, daily basis. Why is this such an important seminar to have? You know, Jeff, you see all in the news about active shooters, active assailants. And, you know, back in the day, uh, churches, houses of worship were immune to stuff like this. You know, you never thought about someone having to carry a gun or 
people stealing from the purses, doing altar call, the children being taken from, you know, the church nursery and all those kind of things. And so these days and times, it's happening everywhere. And so our goal, our objective is really to arm houses of worship, nonprofits, to be prepared for the unexpected, to be armed with knowledge on how just to navigate uh, so that they can provide a safe place for those that are coming to worship. You know, we don't uh, necessarily think about things like that when uh, we are in church, uh, you know, in a, in a worship setting and in a worship atmosphere. But for those uh, who are evil minded and uh, have uh, ill intent, uh, those are the very uh, situations and circumstances that they look for to be able to blend in. And, and, and I would imagine that that really is a, a, a particular uh, a, a caution uh, for all of you who whose job it is to try to protect the flock, correct? Yeah, it is. Uh, and it's a unique environment because you don't want to make people so alarmed that they don't feel comfortable worshiping. But uh, there are a sector of people that, you know, take part in church leadership, uh, security that need to know how to navigate that. How do you identify a threat? How do you navigate when a pastor is counseling someone and you see those triggers that may lead to something that may further uh, in worship? And so really training teams on how to look, how to prevent uh, so it's just beyond the security team. You think about those that are working the parking lot, the hospitality team, mm -hmm. everyone knowing uh, the whole statement, like they say at the airport, if you see something, say something, how do you prepare people to seem to be notify others and take the right actions to heed off anything that could be a threat? Now, you have uh, several individuals uh, who are going to be participating uh, in, in this seminar as, as you put it together. Uh, you know, how did you come to, you know, find uh, some of the individuals? I know that uh, uh, someone from Bellevue uh, Baptist is involved in this, uh, some churches that are uh, 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 out of town. What, what, what was the particular thought process in terms of as you were assembling, uh, you know, uh, a team for this particular seminar? Uh, what, what, what were you looking at exactly? So just really looking at uh, a wide spectrum of talent and skill, uh, you know, there are so many areas of security that affect houses of worship. And so uh, one of the speakers, Jack Wilson, from Freeway Baptist Church actually was the responding security officer that took out an after threat of someone shooting in their church. And so he'll be there to tell his story oh, wow. and what those moments are like. And there are others who have that keep data like Carl Chan, who was also involved in a church incident back in Colorado, but has data and been tracking along that has built a security network so that church security teams can exchange information. Uh, like you mentioned, Mike Everett, who's a security expert that leads one of the largest churches uh, in the Mid-South, and mm -hmm. how do they prepare? And again, when you're thinking about protection from this side, you're thinking about everything from cybersecurity with uh, fraud, cyber theft, children protection, keeping them safe from offenders, sex offenders, uh, making sure that there is safety with domestic-related matters that among church members, theft, and those big moments where you may have a, someone that comes in and open fire or shoot someone at your church. And then even the after effect, how do you respond? Do you have the proper insurance to be able to cover? Yeah. So it's a full spectrum of uh, things. And so each of these speakers brings something to the table to help navigate all those different areas. As you said, there's a lot to think about here that many of us don't think about or take for granted, you know, in, in terms of this. Now you're teaching uh, obviously, uh, church uh, leaders, uh, but 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 also uh, um, other folks can can come and and learn something from this. Uh, am I correct in that? 
Yeah, I, honestly, any organization, whether nonprofit or for-profit, really could come and gain insight. One of the things that I've learned just by working, you know, with different organizations over the course of time, that most people uh, or either companies have, you know, some things in place, but haven't really thought through what a full process looked like. And so not just for House of Worships, anyone that has an organization where people are coming to, uh, where their doors are open, need to have a safety plan in place, a mm -hmm. team, mm -hmm. and know how to respond and what tools you even need to have on site if the worst thing happens. Well, listen, man. I, you know, I, I I commend you, and I commend you all for 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 that 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 outside the box thinking uh, that that you guys are becoming known for, Pastor Orr and and his fine uh, staff. Uh, for anyone who's interested in this, Derek, uh, give us the information. Uh, uh, let us know uh, how how folks can if, if they want to find out more information or sign up or be involved in this. And it's it's the Friday and Saturday of this week. Am I correct? Right. Okay. It's Friday and Saturday. So they can literally go to brownbaptist.org and just click on the banner for the protecting the flock, or they can text security to 27636, security to 27636, and mm -hmm. both of those would bring up the information about the conference. Well, listen, man, this is uh, this is something I think that everyone who is concerned about safety, uh, as you said, uh, in, in various, uh, you know, areas and various, uh, you know, whether you're a business, whether you're a church, you know, information like this is, is, is hard to find. You have a stellar group of individuals uh, who are going to be uh, uh, training uh, with this. Uh, so, again, you know, we wish you the best of luck. Uh, we thank you for taking the time to talk about it. It is uh, protecting the flock. It's a security seminar for anyone who's interested. It is Friday and Saturday, hosted by Brown Baptist Church. Derek Anderson, thank you so much, my friend, for coming on and, uh, and, and walking us through it. And we wish you the best of luck. Appreciate it. You have a good one. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. You too, man. Take care. All right. So, care. so once again, ladies and gentlemen, Brown Baptist Church, and if you want to find out more about this, because this really is a valuable and vital uh, uh, a seminar, uh, contact the church and they will give you all the information. There is a cost associated, but you know what? Uh, there is no cost uh, uh, great enough uh, to, to, to uh, risk your life for. So if you want to learn from the best and folks who have been in situations like this, contact the folks at Brown Baptist Church. We're going to take another break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to talk to you about uh, – how you can rebuild and sort of uh, reset your life. And a lot of uh, bad storms moved through here uh, a couple of months back. And FEMA uh, is offering you some disaster uh, relief and uh, some funding as well. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. We'll take another break and we'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back.
Let's take it back in time to Cool Summers by Mint Cream Market. Shop with Memphis artists and makers alike. It will feature music from WYXR DJs every last Saturday of the month starting June 24th at the High Cotton Brewery located in the Historic Edge District. Thanks to Mint Cream Market, Memphis Medical District Collaborative, and WYXR. More information at mintcreammarket.com. WYXR Stereo Sessions presented by Mempho honors the hidden history of Memphis's lasting impact on jazz with a listening session and discussion surrounding 1959's Down Home Reunion. The album features Memphis-raised jazz legends at the height of their powers, including the likes of Frank Strozier, Phineas Newborn Jr., Booker Little, George Coleman, and more. Join us along with hosts Joe Restivo and John Bass for the free event at the Memphis Listening Lab on June 14th. RSVP for the session and the cocktail party preceding it at Stereo sessions.wyxr.org. This event is sponsored by Diller Door, Duncan Williams, Memphis Listening Lab, Via Productions, and Crosstown Brewing Company. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this uh, Monday evening. Chip with you and... Uh, as we talked about uh, at the top of the show, you know, back in March, uh, we had some uh, very, very rough and severe weather uh, move through this region, uh, through Arkansas, uh, through uh, portions of Tennessee, in particular West Tennessee, uh, and, and, and North Mississippi and a lot of other areas causing extensive, extensive damage. Uh, well, uh, many folks are still trying to recover from that. That was only a couple months back. Uh, and but many of you may not be aware uh, that uh, FEMA uh, uh, is is here for you to offer, uh, you know, these disaster uh, declarations in, in terms of, you know, being able to get funding uh, to be able to rebuild your life. Uh, and uh, today or I think today is the last day. I'm not sure. Either today or tomorrow is the last day that you can file for those benefits. And I wanted to bring a couple of folks on who can kind of explain uh, the, the process to us. Uh, Kim Keblish is, is, is uh, from the uh, FEMA, is from FEMA. Uh, and uh, Liliana uh, Shanet is from uh, the Small Business Administration. And ladies, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to come on our show tonight and talk to our listeners. I really appreciate it. It's good to see you. Good to see you too, Chip. Thanks for having us. So, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean. To, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was going to get into it. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. That. So, so Kim, uh, you work uh, for FEMA, uh, and and tell folks, uh, you know, in, in reference to this, uh, what is your role in terms of uh, you know the natural disasters that happen, and uh, in terms of getting the funding? Is today the last day, or is it tomorrow? Good question. Tomorrow is the last day to apply for FEMA assistance. And FEMA is in charge of coordinating the federal efforts on the ground, working with the state and local governments to get resources uh, to folks that are affected by disasters and help them jumpstart their recovery. So for the case of Tennessee and Western Tennessee, for homeowners and renters with underinsured or uninsured disaster-related damage from the March 31st to April 1st storms, 
And you know, this is for folks in the 10 declared counties and the Memphis area, that would be Haywood, Hardman, Tipton, and McNary. Mm -hmm. um, they have until tomorrow, June 6th, to apply for FEMA assistance. They could do so by applying online at disasterassistance.gov or by calling the FEMA helpline at 800-621-3362. Some types of FEMA assistance may include temporary hotel reimbursement, rental assistance, and that's for folks that whose home is damaged and is uninhabitable, and they've since had to move to another apartment or house. And FEMA will cover those first two rent months of rent and a security deposit. And there's a potential to extend beyond those two months, but that's reevaluated at that later point. Um, FEMA may also provide assistance for basic home repairs and home replacement and coverage for other disaster-related expenses like vehicle repair and replacement, moving and storage costs. Uh, child care costs and even medical and uh, dental expenses so there's a lot there's a lot that goes into that uh you know in terms of uh, uh the kind of uh, uh, uh things that people can get to help them try to recover from uh natural disasters like this uh liliana you uh work at the small business administration and of course uh, not only are we talking about uh, damage uh to homes and residences uh, but many small businesses uh that people own uh, were destroyed as well so so tell us the role of the small business administration in terms of this um, first of all, I work for the Small Business Administration Office of Disaster Recovery and Resilience, uh, a portion of SBA that is always activated and working hand in hand with FEMA. Once a natural disaster and a presidential declaration is in place like this one. So after the tornadic activity that happened in, in different you know parts of the country, but in Tennessee, it just kind of like hit and go. West Tennessee, West Tennessee, Central Tennessee, and Eastern Tennessee. Right. And it pretty much devastated the city of Covington in Tipton County. Um, we do offer, you know, not just to businesses, but also to residents and nonprofit organizations, long, um, you know, term loans with fixed rates um, that they are not here to compete with a banking industry or with the commercial loans, but these fundings are only being displayed in the moment that the president declares an area a natural disaster. And these funds are coming straight from the treasury and they are offered in forms of loans. There are two types of loans. So the disaster system loans that are to your physical damage, to your property, home, business, nonprofit organization. And that deadline coincides with the registration deadline for FEMA, which is tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So. Folks, if you are in those 10 um, counties that they've been declared in this presidential declaration, which are Cannon, Hardeman, Hardin, Haywood, Lewis, Macon, McNary, Rutherford, and Wayne, um, you will have until tomorrow to register with FEMA and apply with SBA for disaster loan for physical damage. However, SBA understands the economic impact in a region once a natural disaster comes in and touches, you know, to this extent. Mm -hmm. And then we offer to all the primary county and contiguous counties, in addition to the physical damage loan, economic impact loans. These loans are available regardless of your physical damage and they are available until January 8th of next year. This is, uh, it, it really is something that, that uh, you know, many folks don't think about until 
you know, uh, natural disasters like this happen. And of course, uh, as, as you just said, Liliana, tremendous damage, you know, really from Arkansas, you know, right on through Tennessee, uh, affecting thousands and, and, and thousands of people. Uh, you know, do, uh, 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 Kim, let me ask you, do a lot of people, uh, you know, once the uh, presidential declaration, you know, is made, uh, the state of emergency uh, in, in situations like this made, uh, do a lot of people, uh, and it may sound like a silly question on his face, but, but, but it may not really be a silly question. Do a lot of people understand uh, the benefits uh, that, you, that you offer in terms of, of reestablishing uh, your life and your home and your livelihood in terms of, you know, filing for these, uh, uh, you know, tight loans? I think people definitely understand the benefit that FEMA can provide. You know, these are grants that do not have to be repaid. This is money straight into survivors' pockets that they need to recover. And, uh, you know, FEMA is especially valuable to folks that are that don't have insurance or insurance doesn't cover enough. And um, I think there's a common misconception about applying for FEMA assistance and that folks think that they need to wait for their insurance settlement letter in order to apply for FEMA assistance. But that, that's not the case. You can apply for FEMA assistance right now, and I urge you to if you haven't done so yet and you've been affected in our in the 10 counties. And you can submit that insurance settlement later, letter to your account at a later point. But right now, it's most important that folks apply. And um, I also want to say that FEMA does not duplicate benefits that are covered by insurance, but FEMA may pick up some, up some costs that, are, that you know, aren't covered by insurance. Uh, for for both of you, um, I, I know that in situations and times like this, you make it uh, as easy as possible for people to reach out and make contact. Uh, you know, so for each of you, uh, Kim, I'll start with you. How, how do people reach out uh, uh, to to you all at FEMA in, in terms of you know being able to get more information about this? They don't have long, but 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 uh, can you tell us uh, how we can best do that? Yeah, prospective applicants or applicants can reach out to us at our FEMA helpline at 800-621-3362. They can speak to a FEMA specialist. It's a great resource to keep throughout the application process because you can call that number to speak to someone about your case. You can learn the status of your application. You can ask questions about your application, receive clarification on letters from FEMA, and even receive help with appeals. So it's it's a dual purpose helpline, helpline for everything and helpline for applying for assistance. Uh, and Liliana, how, how do folks uh, get in contact uh, with uh, you all at SBA? Uh, same type question in, in terms of the information that, that, that they need. So we just make it um, as easy as FEMA does, you know, for everybody to access our website at sba.gov forward slash disaster. They could start the application process right there on the website. You know, they just need to start, you know, with uh, scanning and uploading documents into the system and, and just start with the application process. Again, they need to register with FEMA first if they are residents, if they are homeowners and renters. Okay. If they are business owners or nonprofit organizations, they could come straight to us. We also have four centers, two in eastern Tennessee, one in Macon and one in Rutherford, Rutherford County and one in McNary and one in Tipton County that's closest to you. The one in Tipton County, it's open six days a week, um, Tuesday, uh, I mean like Monday through Thursday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Fridays is open on 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturdays 9 to 3. 
and that's at the Diasburg State Community College. Uh, everybody knows, yes. you know, where that is yeah. located, mm -hmm. 3149 on Highway uh, 51 South. And we are there and we're going to be there for a little while because we want to uh, make something special here in Tennessee. We want to make aware everybody that's a business owner and everybody that's a nonprofit, what is available to them through the economic impact loans. Um, so we're going to be here for a while and we are collaborating with a lot of uh, Chamber of Commerce's economic development offices and um, also, you know, nonprofit organization to offer assistance in conjunctions with our partners, which are SBDC, Small Business Development Centers, and SCORE. So uh, those centers are open. They can also reach us through the customer service line at 1-800-659-2955 um, and just ask any questions they want as far as this declaration or any other you know assistance right. that's available well listen uh I, I really appreciate you both coming on the show tonight uh and the most important point that everyone should get out of this is that there is help available uh and the resources are available uh from the federal government uh kim keblish and uh, liliana Charlotte, thank you both for taking the time to come on the show and to explain the process to us. And we have until tomorrow uh, to get this done to file. And I really appreciate you taking the time. And thank you so much for coming on Real Talk tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Chip. All right. You all have, have a great evening. Thank you so much. So, ladies and gentlemen, once again, uh, FEMA uh, is there for you as well as the SBA. Uh, and uh, you, tomorrow is the deadline. It, tomorrow is the last day. So if you need that assistance... Uh, whether it is for your personal home, you have loans, you have, you know, businesses that you're trying that you lost that you're trying to, you know, get back on your feet again. Uh, there are folks out there who are ready and willing and available to help with the financial resources of that. So we thank them for coming on the show tonight. We'll take our final break of the broadcast. And when we come back, uh, we're going to talk to uh, a man who is uh, steeped in, deeply in the community of Orange Mound. He is a community activist, and he basically wants us all to stop the killing and cut the beef. Uh, we will talk with him after this break. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. Right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Church Health's Memphis Plan continues its decades-long commitment to serving local musicians with comprehensive health care and also tailors its focus to small business owners and the self-employed. Healthcare through the Memphis Plan provides care in Memphis for Memphians. Related services include preventative health, optometry, dental care, and more. More information regarding availability at memphisplan.org or at 901-272-PLAN. You're listening but are you in the know? The WYXR weekly newsletter is the best source for keeping up with events at WYXR, whether they are happening on our airwaves, behind the scenes, or out in the community. Log on to newsletter.wyxr.org to sign up for our mailing list and keep yourself in the loop. 
Did you know you could donate your vehicle and support WYXR at the same time? We offer free pickup and it's tax deductible. Go to cars.wyxr.org to donate your car today. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to the big broadcast on this Monday evening. Chip with you. Very happy to have you out there. Uh, as well, and very happy to have uh, you, my next guest. And I and I <clears throat> sort of ran across him uh, when I was uh, watching uh, the news, local news, about a week or so ago. And uh, this man, who is uh, deeply steeped in the community of Orange Mound, uh, was uh, they were dedicating a mural uh, that, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, had the names of individuals who have lost their lives uh, to uh, street violence. Uh, in the mound community and I and I just thought it was important because of the times that we're living in right now uh, and what we're dealing with on a daily basis uh, to have his voice be heard so uh, please welcome to the broadcast Keith Leachman uh, you know he's the executive director and founder of Stop the Killing Cut the Beef uh, along with his number two Doug Session and gentlemen uh, again thank you so much for coming on the show uh, to have an important conversation for a few minutes I really appreciate it Welcome. Glad to be on. Thank you. Thank you much. Uh, so, Keith, we were talking a little bit about uh, the mural uh, last week, and, and it was heartbreaking uh, uh, to see that, uh, you know, in terms of that. But why is that such an important reminder of where we are today and what we are dealing with uh, in these streets? Well, right now, uh, the city is a, we're in a crisis right now. We have a serious problem in the city. And we just want to bring awareness to all the census gun violence going on in Orange Mountain around the city and uh, hope that we can make a change. You know, hope we can stir this thing and, and still show awareness and embrace the one, loved ones we've lost. It is, uh, it's a very uh, touching tribute and, and memorial. And I know uh, that you come uh, to this, uh, uh, you know, with, uh, uh, with a very sincere heart. Uh, you grew up in these streets. Uh, you know these streets. You 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 were part of you were part of some 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 problems back in the day, and you're very forthright uh, about that. And and maybe that gives you even more of an impetus to say, look, I've been there, I've done this, and this is not the way. Talk about that. Well, I grew up, I grew up as a troubled teen, uh, in and out of the system as an adult, um, and I just felt like um, I have been a part of the problem, so I know I can be a part of the solution. And I didn't the ball with the with the ballers, the worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. I didn't did dirt and hurt. So I feel like uh, I have a lot of back pay with the man upstairs. So I'm trying to get in the gate. You know what I'm saying, Mr. Chip? I got to do the right thing. I got to steer somebody on the right path. Now I got to sow good seed. You know, it's about sowing the seed in the city. That was about making a difference. I guess my question, uh, and and this is for either one of you, Doug. You weigh in as as, as you wish. How can we how can we change this? How, how do we turn this around? I mean, as as Keith 
uh, uh, very directly said and honestly said, we're in, in epidemic mode. We're in a crisis mode here. Uh, you know, and, and you all see this, you know, on, on a daily basis. But but I mean, what needs to happen? I mean, how do we how do we how do we fix a problem uh, that 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 really does uh, seem without a solution at this time? Well, they need structure. They need vision. They need um, job opportunity. Um, I got I, our goal is to to get them on a path to to, to be a, a productive citizen mm-hmm. you know, and let them know that everything don't come down to violence. It shouldn't lead to gun smoke every time it's misunderstanding or somebody bump into you or blow the horn at you. You know, we we really have to uh, give them structure. Um, if you have no directions, how you gonna get to the next location? Mm. They lost. We got a lot of lost souls in the city, and uh, we need to sprinkle that Holy Spirit over man and give them some some hope. You know, we need to be selling hope instead of dope. You know what I'm saying? And that's where I stand at. I saw Keith. I saw the a public service announcement that you did uh, on your page, and I would invite people to go to your page uh, on Facebook to see that. It was a very powerful uh, testimony that you were expressing there. Talk a little bit about why you did that and what you were feeling uh, as you were as you were saying those words. Uh, standing on bending knees came to me um, three, four in the morning, and uh, when God gave it to me. I had to put it down and press it. He says, time to press forward. I just feel like um, they love rap. They love rhythm. So let's give them something. We have to feed them, meet them where they stand. All right, let's meet them where they at. If they love hip hop, let's get them some positive messages. I call it mind food. So it's all about um, sowing, sowing good seed, like I just said. And um, standing on bending knees is like, Everything's on the table. Um, they won't hear my humble cry. I can speak kindly and I won't be heard. But if I raise my voice over six, it may get some attention and it may draw the wrong attention. But I can't falsify who I am. I live the life. God gave me another chance. I'm just want, I just want to be a servant. So I'm here to serve. When you talk to these young folks and you use the phrase, you use the phrase "meet them where they are," uh, which is which is a many for many of them in the streets. And when you have conversation with them, and when you talk to these young people out here, many of them who might be uh, making the wrong decisions and going down the wrong road, uh, what are they telling you uh, as to you know when you ask them you know why are you choosing this path? Why are you why why, why are you doing what you're doing? I've been where you are, and I know that there's no good end to it. But but what types of things are you hearing from these young folks out here on these streets? Well, a lot of them raised in broken homes. Um, a lot of them um, getting initiated young youth in elementary. They, they put them down young now. So um, they just, they want love, and everybody use love freely. Love is an action. You know, um, so they just hurting out for attention, a lot of them. Because uh, I, I know a lot of time, you know, they don't have things, see the other things in the community, um, as far as the, the cars and jewelry. 
you know, I explained to them that you can't take that with you. There's no 401k plan on that. Mm. You can't get your social security off that little brother. And when you when you break it down to them, and it sounds like the lowest common de- denominator, uh, are, are, are some of them listening in, in your opinion? Or do they just have the uh, whatever mindset that they have and just say, yeah, we appreciate it, but we're gonna do we're gonna do what we do. Well, sometimes they listen, you know. But I also just let them know if you live by it, you'll die by it. You know, um, I had a couple homeboys die uh, holding my hand, and I told them I was gonna fix it. You know, and um, the revenge is the Lord's. So every day we just get boots on the ground, beat the blocks, trying to make a change. You lost uh, someone uh, uh, that was very uh, personally connected to you. Uh, you know, a leader. Uh, you know, uh, in the Orange Mountain community. Can you can you can you give us a little? Can you tell us a little bit about that? And I know it deeply affected you. Well, I was looking for my partner, and um, when I found him, he was taking his last breath. So, at the time. I was on the other side of the field. You know, I wasn't drinking righteous blood every day. I wasn't breathing holy air. So uh, I told him I was gonna get those cats. You know, and um, we had to break the cycle, man. We, we, we really had to, we had to break the cycle, man. We losing too many. We, we have people dying every day of the week for census gun violence in this city and nobody's safe. It's really scary out here. Uh, I put my life in danger all the time when I call certain guys and I know what they get down with. I know where they stand at. So I step in a lot of shoes a lot of people won't feel. And they will not feel for a million dollars a day. They wouldn't go to places I go. Uh, not to toot my horn, it's just God coming with the blood and I go friend about the maker. Well, that's real talk, man. And and I, I have to say, you know, what you two are doing uh, to try to change uh, community, especially one that's historic and, and is valued as Orange Mound, uh, uh, speaks volumes uh, for, for where things are. But, uh, but if you would allow me uh, to allow you, uh, before I let you get out of here, uh, to, to give a message uh, to, to, to those who might be listening or to those who might take what you're saying and pass it on to somebody else, uh, deliver a closing thought uh, as to uh, where we are and what you want these young folks to do. I just want y'all to think for you act, man. Um, once you fight a weapon, you can't bring that bullet back. So once you make that decision, Across that line that takes someone's life, it might cost you your life, man. And you got to understand that they building prisons every day. You worth more in jail, man, to them than you on the street. Hmm. So I'm standing on bending knees. I got my, my right hand man, Mr. Session, with me. And um, um, guys like this man right here believe me when other people didn't believe in me. And um, that mean a lot to me. Mm. So I want you to say a couple words, my man. I I just want to add to um, what when you ask about the community and some of the things that they need, mm-hmm. they need more hope, and they need more hope in in a way of something tangible. 
Um, we have a lot of meetings. We do a lot of talking. There's a lot of organizations that's out trying to pull things together, trying to make a difference. And I think we just need to come together as a, as a community to offer more things for them to be able to touch uh, more resources, more jobs, mm -hmm. more food, more availability, more understanding that, yeah, I may have a rap sheet and I may have been to jail, but I'm still a human and I still count and I can still do things. They feel like they don't count. We mm -hmm. need to make them feel like they do. And, and that's my purpose for trying to get involved is to make them feel like uh, you belong, you count, you matter. No matter what you're, what they're getting at home, no matter what the school teachers are telling them, you're not going to be anything. You're not going to amount to anything, but you will and you can. I grew up in Orange Mountain as well. That was my home. I stayed in and out of trouble as well. Um, but by the grace of God, I was able, somebody took my hand and led me out, got me off that path. And that's all I want to do. I want to try to help someone else. And I know Keith Hart, and he's in it for real. He's in it to win it. He's in it to pull somebody from the other side. And if it's only one, then we've done something positive. Well, listen, um, thank you both uh, for coming on the show. And more importantly, thank you, thank, thank you for sharing your truth. Mm -hmm. um, because we need to hear uh, messages like this. And I hope that people who are listening to this show right now or watching us on Facebook Live or however you're getting this uh, show, uh, hear the words uh, that are said by two uh, true soldiers uh, who are in the streets. Uh, powerful stuff. Keith Leachman, Doug Session. Thank you both. Stop the killing, cut the beef. Thank you both for taking time to come on the show. And more thank importantly, you. thank you for what you were doing uh, on the streets each and every day. True yes, soldiers. Thank, thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that, that wraps up this edition of uh, Real Talk. That's powerful. That's powerful. We don't need a bunch of frilly words. We need real and we need truth. And as Bryn plays this out, uh, I, I thank these two gentlemen, uh, you know, for coming on, as I thank all my guests. But we are in a crisis situation here. I mean, there's no, you can't sugarcoat it. Uh, you can't act like it doesn't exist. Uh, you can't close your eyes and think that you're in a bad dream. Uh, because when you open your eyes, uh, that's when reality hits. So we all have to do our part. Uh, they were very honest. Uh, Keith, both of them said, look, I, I, you know, I'm no angel. I've come from these streets. I understand what's going on out here. And now it is my responsibility, as it is all our responsibility, to try to help to save uh, our young folks, particularly those who are going down the wrong path. Uh, thank you again for, uh, uh, for uh, watching this broadcast or listening to this broadcast, uh, for supporting this show. Uh, we're going to continue uh, uh, to bang the drum, uh, to make changes, uh, to hold folks accountable, and to do everything we can to make our city a place to be proud of. For Bryn, for Nicole, for Lola, I'm Chip. Please be careful out there, be safe, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, I'm out.